What is up, everybody? Happy money, whatever data ends and why you're tuning in. And welcome back to another episode of the Win-Win Effect Show presented by Winject Studios. I am your host, Chris Ross. And if you're new to us, welcome. Really excited and blessed to have you here for the first time. The outcome of this show is to inspire and help you, our listeners, to manifest anything you want out of life. How I go about achieving this is with my philosophy. One heartbeat, one mission, one outcome. And that only leads to you adopt the proper behaviors that will take you to another level of thinking. For today's episode, I'm going to share a conversation that I have with a good friend of mine, Miss Laura Powers. She's most known for being a celebrity psychic, actress, model, just author of eight books, has two more on deck, one specifically talking about podcasting and how to monetize and grow your network and listenership. Perhaps you may have seen me on her podcasting panel talking about that topic. Um, there's another podcasting panel coming up I will be speaking on as a guest on our show. But the main reason why I wanted to invite her onto this show is to share some of her insights on how to really be alone in your own thoughts and tap into your intuition. And if you're an active listener of the show, there's some of the things that we do talk about a lot is following your intuition and creating a life that you love, not the life that you deserve or want but the life that you love. And you're about to find out there's a huge difference. Before I kick this up a couple notches and dive right in, stand by for a quick message and enjoy today's show. This podcast is part of the Winject Studios Network, where podcasters come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how to apply to join the network, go to www.winject.com. That's W-I-N-J-E-C-T dot com. If you're ready to make a difference through podcasting, then we're ready to see you there. What is up, everybody? Miss Laura Powers. I'm so excited to have you on. What's going on? You doing okay? Oh my gosh, I'm doing amazing. So excited to be talking with you. Oh man, I've been looking forward to this conversation, but all, all the other conversation. I know that we've kind of like every time that we had a conversation, it's like ah, we <laughs> up the energy, and that's something that you have you know built your career around is being conscious of energy, energy blockage. Um, mm-hmm. We shared something previously in your you know career early stages in your career where things were unaligned, and you were kind of. Yeah. I guess yeah, not leading into that. Industry. Yeah. And then that the next thing you know, you're like, I'm just not happy. And that, especially right now with this COVID stuff, it's forcing people to go back inside and they don't want to go back inside because they don't know how to deal with their, their own emotions, their own thoughts. They, they don't know where to drive that energy. So I'm really excited to like really dissect some of the things that you talk about a lot. Um, I'm sure you watched a couple of the episodes of the show and you know how I kind of, um, really put some, I guess, put some leaves and things on the fire and let you burn. Right. And, and make sure that you're <laughs> driving that out for the listeners. But thank you so much for coming on. I'm really, I'm really excited about this. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I, uh, we were chatting before, but I feel like you have a lot of energy and you're also very intuitive yourself. And when you get to people that are very intuitive, it's like, it's always this great dynamic. hundred <laughs> percent. John, I know that, you know, we do intros and all that stuff afterwards and that way it gives the listeners and we'll put show notes there and put the different links and you've been an eight book author. You have two other things you're editing right now. You've been on TV, celebrity, psychic, you know, medium, you have angel ch- um, channeler. I mean, there's so much, 
to kind of like really go into detail. And like I said before, I don't really want to like talk about everything that everyone else talks about with you. But the biggest thing is, is understanding how angels and how much, how much that impacts your life. And Oh, wow. <laughs> and I, I want to go a little deeper with this because I, I think it's something that I want to hear maybe selfishly, but I know that it will be something for, for all the great listeners out there to really have you go into detail on being conscious of that type of intuitive energy mm-hmm. and knowing what to do with it. Cause some people go, Oh, listen to your gut. Well, that's your, you know, obviously your intuition, but then there's another oh, okay. voice in your back of your head, there's different voices. Yes, there are. <laughs> so if you can kind of like, maybe, I guess, talk a little bit about that, just kind of like kicking it off. And then we can kind of like really go into different areas of opportunity for listeners. Sure. So yeah, just to give people a bit of context for me. So ever since I was little, I've seen and sensed ghosts. So mm-hmm. I was very much like the kid in the sixth sense where I sometimes couldn't tell who was a live person and who wasn't. Like mm-hmm. it was actually very confusing for me. I grew up thinking that I was probably crazy because I could clearly tell that other people didn't see some of what I saw. So what do you think? Like, I guess I'm crazy. <laughs> and I learned pretty early on just not to talk about what I was seeing or sensing because I was fearful of that, mm-hmm. of being labeled as crazy, being put in an insane asylum and whatnot. And so I basically just tried to block it out as much as I could. But but as I got older, it really amped up, like it got stronger and stronger. And that sometimes will happen with those who have some kind of life path or purpose that involves this kind of work that I do now. So when I was in college, uh, I had a, a real life-changing moment when a family friend described a ghost that I'd seen but never told anyone about. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm not crazy, you know, but it was also terrifying for me because it meant that it was real. And in in a way there was a comfort in thinking it wasn't real because I could just be like, well, whatever, I'm just going (laughs) to try to ignore it. And, and I basically tried to block it out. And I was somewhat successful in the sense I did for the most part, stop seeing and sensing things, but basically I was blocking out my intuition at the same time. So fast forward many years and I was just in a really bad place in my life. I was uh, unemployed. I was in a a, a bad marriage that I just basically recently discovered that I was in a bad marriage uh, through some things that happened. Uh, I was physically ill. You know, I had um, several health problems. I was on sleeping pills, just felt pretty hopeless and depressed. And I went to a psychic just to try to figure my life out. Like, what the heck do I do? Everything was wrong with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and of course, without me saying anything about what happened uh, when I was young, she said, you know, you, you're psychic, you have abilities and you block them out. And when you block them out, you blocked out your intuition, everything that of course completely made sense. And so I said about the process of opening up psychically and she actually suggested I invite angels into my life. And I just never... Mm-hmm. have heard of that idea like i mean we've all heard of angels but it's always this like in the bible and just kind of like this- it's hard to wrap your mind around that if you're not on the other way of thinking yeah maybe not open to not open to maybe just being conscious of energy yes so if yeah. you're not open to that it's be like oh this is hocus pocus bullshit <laughs> not, yeah like, or it's like in the time of the Bible or something, like it's not something mm-hmm. that you think of as like, oh, I can actually do this right now. And so, you know, I did, I invited angels into my life and I had an incredible angelic visitation experience, like almost right away. And it was profound. Like it, it in that moment completely changed my life. And I'm sharing that because uh, the angels, they honor our free will. And unless we consciously invite them in, they will assist as they can, but it's like, we need to open that door. 
and, and give them permission because we can choose to do things on our own. We can choose the dark. We can choose whatever we want, which is, you know, incredible. But so I did, I invited them in and I, I had this experience where I could literally feel and hear them around me. I could, wow. there's this incredible like vibration. It's, it's really hard to explain. I could hear wings beating. And I also just felt this profound love, like, like I'd never felt before. And even though I was still in the exact same situation after that, like I was still unemployed and in this toxic marriage situation that I had to get out of no job physically, all those things were still there, but I knew I was going to be okay. Like suddenly I was like, things are going to be okay. I can move forward. And then I started learning about angels and then asking them for help with specific things. And my life changed very quickly and dramatically. So for me, the angelic connection was huge. Um, so I, I think tapping into your intuition is extremely important. And a lot of times our angels actually operate through our intuition as well. Mm -hmm. But actually consciously inviting them in, asking them for help for both specific and general things, I think is the the the, what really made a difference for me in terms of transforming my life from being in a, a pretty horrible, hopeless situation. That's how I felt at the right. time to living life where I, even during COVID, like, yeah, there's definitely been challenges, but I feel like I still have a great life. Like it's been a really good year. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I, and I think the angels helping me has been a lot of that. This all comes from that cultivation of silence and cultivation of self-discovery. And the more that you're digging into your own self and your true essence of who you are as an individual, you're now open to the possibilities of allowing the angels to come in or allowing that energy to come in and cleanse yourself. People think that, and that's one of your shows is healing powers. It's, it's, it's really a, truly a healing power. Um, I don't know if you've studied having havening, the power. I of touch. Yeah, I, yeah. I know a couple of guys that actually understand that and they've done some work and some doctors and I'm like, I'm like, I don't really understand that, but I, I can do it this way, my own way, this way. <laughs> if I understand being conscious of energy, when you're inviting those angels, it's one thing I have learned through my journey and everybody's experience is completely different. That's what makes it unique and special for every single person. It being tapping into your intuition is the energy like parasites. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you're bringing this up. This is so important. And, mm -hmm. uh, most people don't know that these things are there. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I had no idea. Yeah. The, the more, to, the more I kept leaning into it, Laura, the more I kept like, okay, I'm going to see how much I can outstretch my own limitations in my own self. And when I start feeling, when I feel like I'm outstretching my own limitation, I'm, I'm starting to shed these layers. Everyone thinks it's all, you have to get everything externally. It's not true. Everything external doesn't matter. You have to worry about your internal dialogue. And yeah. when I started being a lot more conscious of my internal dialogue and then start debunking some things. And then what I mean by that is energy parasites. And when you attract it, see, I believe in those cycles. And that's why I'm so excited about this conversation for the listeners. <laughs> because they've been hearing me talk about some of this stuff, but not really in detail. Because I don't want to be like, Chris has gone crazy. <laughs> like, it's finally happened. <laughs> like, it's finally happened. He's gone crazy. He's lost it. But no, I haven't lost anything. I just shed all the bullshit. I've shed all the layers. And I've got down to my, I know who exactly who I am. And I know what I want in my life. And I'm. I created the barriers around those areas to make sure that those that those energy parasites aren't going to penetrate my internal dialogue anymore. This is so important that you're bringing this up. So for those who aren't familiar with the idea of energy parasites, I, I call them entities, but you know, it's just a label. 
Um, and basically there are these energy parasites which feed on and then create different kinds of energies, which it could be fear, anger, frustration, chaos, pain. And I've worked with quite a few clients, both on the psychological impact of this, as well as the physical, like I've, I've dealt with a lot of clients that have like medical mysteries, like they go in, you know, chronic debilitating headaches, everything medically is fine from what the doctors can tell. And they come in and I'm like, well, you have this thing on your head. Do you want me to, do you want me to clear this thing that's like attached to mm. your head? And then, you know, once they cleared, the headache just goes away because that's that's on a psychic, spiritual and energetic level. That's what's been causing the headache. And the way these beings operate is they they absolutely contribute to a, like our what we might call like our self-talk. Um, yeah. And and they will basically communicate things that feed help feed whatever they want to consume. So right. it's never good when these things are connecting with us. And. A lot of people who are very psychic and intuitive, um, like you are, Chris, absolutely have more conscious awareness of it. But I think these kinds of beings interacting with almost everyone all the time. And most of what we think of are as our thoughts are are actually not our thoughts. It's it's this stuff. And it, it could be, you know, there's light beings that communicate with us too. Our angels communicate with our thoughts as well. So it's really important when when we have a thought to check in and be like, okay, first of all, is this something that's helping me? Is this something that's positive supporting my past supporting my purpose do i want to engage with it and if it's not then first of all acknowledging that it's likely not coming from you and then what i recommend is asking the angels and spirit guides to help clear that and ask for it to be permanently cleared from you and your energy field uh, but it's uh, i think a lot of people that suffer from depression anxiety suicide um, or these, uh, you know, mass, um, you know, violence events, shootings and whatnot are frequently being highly manipulated by these types of beings. And the more that I've leaned into, thank you for sharing that one, because it's so important for people to really hear come from a different source and a different outlet rather than just kind of like me getting on here and I'll drop little nuggets every once in a while. I'll have someone that maybe is impressionable or to having that kind of conversation on a deeper level, but then most people they get on. I can tell, and I'm pretty intuitive. I, I can pretty sense using my emotional intelligence when they start getting a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, and I start I start feeling it from them. And but I always thought it was maybe because I, you know, my older sister she was hand, she was born handicapped, and I was in the same crib and you know in the play area. I never knew anything was wrong there, but I learned how to communicate with her non-verbally. Before I started communicating, it that's what that was my in, that was the first glimpse to the other way of thinking. But then I went through my whole life. She passed away when I was fifteen. I started raging wars within myself, and then I started doing what everyone else told me I needed to go do. I was like, "Well, I was I was um, wasn't undiagnosed um, dyslexic, so I couldn't not read that well. So I always thought I was stupid, but I wasn't oh. stupid. You know what I mean? So I went to the military, got shot up for a little bit, and came back and. Went to, you know, for, went to college, then got out of college, and then started my career. And when I started working on my career, I felt like when I got into education, sales, I guess you would say, but it wasn't, it's never been sales to me. I was, I would pretty much, when I was having conversations with people, is putting myself in their body for a second, and I would feel what was going on. And now I know the problem, and now I know what they kind of need, but I, I couldn't, I guess. I couldn't map out my process. I, I didn't have enough knowledge. So I started reading a lot more 
like psychology books, biology, like the, the, how the human brain works. And that was my glimpse. That's when I started getting pulled in that area. And I was like, what? Then my life started changing like dramatic, like, like I'm talking about radical transformation, like especially in, in business and sales and, and obviously success. Then I started getting a little closer, a little closer. And then, of course, you have these energy parasites. It's, what you're doing is you're recreating your own trauma in a cycle. Yes, yes. I kept recreating my own trauma because I wanted to, because I, I didn't understand the feeling and I would recreate my own trauma because I couldn't understand the cycle. I was like, why, why do I keep recreating this shit? Like the same relationship over and over and over. Mm -hmm. I, it just never stopped. I've got just, I was, a, but I was, what I was doing and me being a little bit more conscious of it, I was put projecting that out in the universe that so kept coming back my way. Yeah, whatever we need to heal, just keep cycling through until we until we address it. <laughs> right. So I guess what if, if you can kind of give your insights and share some of your insights on maybe if someone is, you know, working on themselves and trying to figure out the, the different type of voices that, that that's coming to them and understanding that piece, like what would be the right step in the right direction for them to understand What's their intuition? What's fear? Is it controlled by an like, external source? Yeah. So when it's like a real calm voice for me, that's my intuition. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think, you know, our intuition can be a combination of our own kind of higher self, like basically our soul communicating mm -hmm. with us. It can also be our angels and spirit guides communicating with us. Mm -hmm. So whether it's our soul or our angels and spirit guides, if it's coming from either of those sources, it's always going to be calm, positive, supportive, mm. hopeful. So anything that comes in that comes from a place of fear, stress, anxiety, um, judgment is not coming from those positive sources. And even if you're in a situation which maybe could be dangerous or, you know, basically, the, you know, you're getting a warning or something, the message will still come in calm. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you're feeling this kind of anxiety, stress, you know, that's that's not a light being. That's something that's basically feeding on your energy. And, and just to make sure people understand, like like when I see them, I literally see them like beings, like creatures. And it's fascinating to to witness that and there's different types that feed on different energies so mm -hmm. um like different species i guess so there's like these gremlins which feed on um you know negativity kind of malaise and also feeling disconnected from source or from yourself and isolation you know there's there's ones that look like those little sucker fish on a you know on an aquarium that literally like suck onto the body and then they feed on and create pain and, and then they eat the energy you know so there's all these different ones and depending on which type you have you may be suffering from different things but the, the important thing to remember is if it's not kind of loving and, and calm then it's not a light source mm -hmm. and it can be cleared yeah and, and it desperately needs to because I, I feel mm -hmm. that when i would get to a certain when i got to a certain level in my life I could see and literally see everything that I've ever wanted to accomplish and ever like manifest in my life. And I couldn't touch it, couldn't smell it, couldn't use any other senses other than me seeing it. Like, I felt I was so close that I was like, well, shit. But then I realized that I created my own traumas, creating my own barrier right there because I wasn't, I wasn't leaning into it. I thought that maybe I was using my emotional intelligence. I was using some of the knowledge that I've learned over the years. Oh, 
like even on my my worst day, that's better than majority of people's days, right? Because I was a conscious of it, but I was like, I gotta eat my own dog food. <laughs> you know I mean, like I can tell, I can teach this stuff, and I can I can talk to people and and serve them on a different capacity, and they can remove all the blockage and move all these things and the limiting beliefs, and they can accomplish anything. And I was, you know, of course, living an abundant lifestyle. And that's what the mindset shift was for me. That anything, there's an, everything's enough. Like there's enough air we breathe, enough money. There's enough yeah. success for everyone. Yeah. That was a big thing for me. But then when I took a step back, when I couldn't get through that next, le- that next level, I had to shed all the other stuff. I couldn't take it with me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's literally me. what I've been shown is that basically when we let go of all these things that are feeding on us, holding us down, that, that we just automatically rise up. It's literally this process of this releasing, which allows us to have, you know, the wonderful things in life. And I'm like you, like, you know, yeah, my, my bad day is, is pretty good <laughs> compared to a lot of people, but there's always more. And that's the other thing to remember, wherever you are, there's always more that you can have and not, not coming from a place of need or grasping, but I really believe that a rising tide lifts all shifts, the better we each individually are, the better we are collectively. And it's important for all of us to do that work to get to that higher level so that we all can be better. You, you touched on one word. It was, it's very important to me. And that's some of the things that I'm obviously doing with Winject Studios is focusing on how can we make more collective impact? Yes. Collective impact is the way of the future. I, mean, I think, believe, I truly believe this. And it maybe comes from just, I don't know, in part of my journey and especially the emotional intelligence side, I believe it's the decade for women entrepreneurship just because everything is shifting over to more of a more EQ and people knowing how to grade that stuff nowadays. Like I didn't know what EQ was 10, 15 years ago. I didn't know. I was like, I don't know. I just can sense what they need for me and what they're looking for. Cause my sister was in so much pain, Laura, that I, and I just wanted to, I would literally selfishly put anything that I've ever wanted just to make her smile. So she didn't have to feel mm-hmm. the pain anymore. Yeah. And you got to be really intuitive to kind of like really feel that. So I would put on, I put, so I was kept putting on mask. Like whoever I was talking to, I would be whatever they were trying to, whatever they were wanting for me. That's what I would be. Oh man. Do I relate to that? <laughs> wow. And that was, was scary for me because what happened over time, I didn't know who the fuck I was. It's like, who am I? I think this is a really common thing for empaths. So I'm not sure if you, how much you've explored that idea, but basically an empath is someone who feels other people's energy and emotions from outside their body, in their body. And when you're empathic, you literally can't tell what's yours, usually without training, because it just, it feels like yours. And then what empaths tend to do, and you just describe this, is is they don't feel good because they, they've taken on that energy and emotion. And so they try to make the other person feel better. That is the source of that energy and emotion to make themselves feel better. And empaths like are natural chameleons frequently. So I was that way too. In fact, this whole process of kind of tapping into my psychic abilities was really about like, wait, I know how I can be what you want me to be, whoever that you is, but who am I? And I think it's not until we're really fully aligned with, you know, our higher self, our path, our purpose, our authentic version of us that we can really have that life that we want, that we can really have that full success because uh, until then it's like you're, you're like parts of yourself and you're not fully integrated. 
I felt like I was like, it was literally like 10%, 15% here, 20%. I was spreading yeah. myself out all over. And when I was spreading myself out all over, I could never be a hundred percent on something. Right. I've learned now through time that I would slow, I can slow down time because I'm only focusing on one thing. So I was literally slow down time and clearing my mechanism and slowing everything down. And I could execute on so I'm so efficient on a high level of moving. They're like, I don't know how the hell Chris is doing what he's doing. It's not that I'm a genius. I just learned how to slow down time. And I've learned how to type. It's kind of like getting in a car accident of that neocortex and slowing down that part of your brain. I could slow that down because I'm so, I'm, you're talking about empathic and me feeling other people's emotions or me looking into whatever it needs for me to get the job done. I've always been that guy. Like whatever it's going to take, I'm going to make that shit happen. But I just felt like I was sacrificing my life for the greater good of everyone else. And I had no idea who I was. So I was, what I was doing, I was attracting narcissistic people in my life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and they were, and the, my energy beam, right. They were attracted to that because that's a, a, a huge energy source for them. And they were literally sucking the life out of me. Yeah. Like, and then what is so, and I've even the previous one, what tended to happen, I, they revert their, little bit, I don't know. I don't want to try to get into this conversation. Maybe she would listen to this. I don't want to sound a certain way because I, I have nothing but love for her, you know, and I hope that she heals, you know, gets, starts the healing process for herself, but I can't do it for her. But I literally think I met a sociopath. She'll, she took it and reversed it. And like, I was the one that do, does that make sense? gaslighting and oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. And the more that I, of course, I put in this work, right? And I'm, I've realized that now that these are the boundaries in my life. And it's not my job to help them, other people. Yeah, completely. And just, just for anyone who's listening who is empathic, because um, empaths will often attract narcissists. It's like, it's like this incredible Magnet. thing that happens. Exactly. And until you learn about the pattern and have those boundaries. But when you're dealing with a uh, narcissist, sociopath, psychopath, it's like you, that mind talk that you're talking about, the, the, the entity chatter, it gets crazy strong. Like, mm, and, because yeah. and you're constantly questioning yourself and like your perception. Was crazy. And yeah. Yeah. So that's for me, just if that's starting to come in, even just from like a casual I'm like, Whoa, got to step back. And the other thing, um, if you're empathic is that those people are so insecure. Um, on a deep level. So I've met a lot of these men, I've dated some of them, you know, super successful, like crazy, mm. you know, millionaires, billionaires, whatever. And and yet when I'm around them, I would feel really insecure. And it was because on a deep level, they're really insecure. So I don't know if you felt that insecure mm. energy, but that's another like big sign to pay attention to um, mm. when you're around these, these folks. Because when we very first met and not trying to get into, you know, me labeling the person, because I have nothing but love for her you know, and nothing but love and not just her. I'm talking about, I was the same person. I was recreating myself. Do you know what I mean? Like I've, I've heard this one song. It's like, Oh, you, you, you're so vain. You think this is about you. This isn't about <laughs> you. I'm talking about every person I was attracting into my life. Yeah. I'm the same, the same thing will end up there. But when I got to a certain level of success and they started seeing me blazing through these levels, I got stuck on a level and trying to communicate the things that I was trying to accomplish. And I felt I was constantly getting pulled back. And so you, you, I think um, 
what is it? I know that you mentioned it in some, one of your videos or something. I, I seen it and that was like, oh my God, this is so true. The crab bucket. I'm from Charleston and love crabs. So the crab bucket and crabs like grabbing oh, one. Yeah. Yep. That's how I felt in my life. That I was just, every time I got a little closer to getting outside that damn bucket, something would pull me back. I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, I can't, what, <laughs> like, what do I do? But then I realized, I'm like, well, I need to gain more knowledge. I need, then I started like questioning my own sanity. I'm like, how am I a master communicator, a master at this on a certain level? And I can communicate with anyone and I can't do it in my personal life. I was like, and then I, of course I discovered why later, but that's, it's really difficult, but I want to touch on something real quick. And I know that we're on this and it's kind of like put a pin in it and come right back into it, like a little bit more of a loop back. But you mentioned in some of your content I've seen, and I think it's something for people to really hear. And I don't hear enough people talking about this. You actually can remember, like you have a memory of when you, before you were born, like right before. Yeah. Can you kind of describe and share with the listeners a little bit more, like what does that kind of like feel like? Because that's the other side. When we pass over one day, that's the other side, but we still have work to do over there. Right. But oh, yeah. You can touch on this. yeah, love this. Go ahead. Yeah. So, and I think this is really important to talk about because there's so much fear right now of death. Yes. It's like, it's like, especially with COVID, it's just bringing up like literal terror. And I'm like, Hey guys, the other side is awesome. <laughs> That's, you know, literally the act of death sometimes can feel traumatic. I obviously I'm, I'm, you know, understand that, but, but when you go to the other side, it's an amazing place. And you see this consistently with people who've had near death experiences when they are on the other side, they don't want to go back. They want to go back. go back. Exactly. Because <laughs> it's so amazing. So I'm like, hey, I know I came here for a purpose. I, I do love my life. You know, I have an incredible life. But when is my time? I'm like, awesome. Like, <laughs> just because it's mm -hmm. great. And uh, but but yeah, my my memory is of basically like right before I incarnated and I was in a, a circle of uh, white beings of light. And I was I was one of them in the circle, meaning like there were, we were a group making a circle and we we didn't have like you know, bodies or shape, we were literally just kind of like these figures. And, and basically the, the message I got, and it was just a psychic message that I received was like, it's time to go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, basically it's time to be born. And I knew um, that this was going to be hard. Uh, like, so it was kind of like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I have to go. Like, oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how yeah. many, like how many, like, man, I knew that was this, this is a part of my journey and part of the yeah. path that I need to take and my destiny but I don't, I, I know this is going to suck. <laughs> I knew it was going to be hard. And mm -hmm. and just to give people context, I was born into an abusive, you know, situation. So like right away, it was like, you know, dumped into the situation. And I know that that part of that is, is because I'm here to show people that no matter where you come from, whatever, you know, challenge you deal with, you, you can get out of it and how you respond um, really, you know, is, is what determines how you will end yeah. up. Yeah, it, it from an incredible trauma, really tough situation and still, you know, be amazing in the end. I mean, that's not to say there won't be some work involved, but yeah. So I think because I have always had that, that knowledge and that memory, it's, it's grounded me and helped me know like things are okay. And, and that I have this to look forward to. Um, that's why I still had to go through my process and journey of like figuring that out. And, you know, it's incredible how much has changed in the last, you know, 10, 15 20 years in terms of our ability to understand, communicate and connect about these types of things, you know, with yeah. the internet, like it's so much easier now to investigate and understand the stuff. But when I was born, 
um, you know, it was, I, I literally just felt so crazy and like an alien <laughs> because of all these things that I experienced and sense. And now being able to connect with community, especially online, has really made a difference for me. And uh, yeah, I just want everyone to know it's this other side, you know, death, it's, it's not something to fear. It's an amazing process. And mm -hmm. I, I believe we should live our life to the fullest. And, you know, there's right. wonderful things for us to experience here. But at the same time, like, it's incredible. And we don't need to be in that place of fear or anxiety about that process. Mm -hmm. You being conscious of also that energy, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to share something with you on this. And I want to want to hear your, your insights on it. Even when I was young, I still remember, I have memories when I just kind of like imagined in my mind that I would be wealthy or I would be successful. I just didn't know what that, what that looked like, but I've always felt that intuitively. Like I would end up being very successful and happy and it, but it wasn't successful as in making money. I would just live a fulfilled life. I feel it now, but I didn't trust it then at all. Like my dad was there for my mom when my sister passed away, Chris, you know, was, I couldn't even imagine what that would feel like losing a, losing a child. Yeah. I was there for my younger sister, but I felt like I was sacrificing my life. You know what I mean? Like I, even every area. And I was just like, I was drinking when I got, when the, of course I went into the military and that's how I would kind of numb some of this stuff. It was like, all right, I'll, I'll drink this. I'll drink, but it wasn't like I was drinking to get like messed up or anything. It's just, I was having a good time, even when I would go out to like for drinks or something with people, I didn't even give a shit about the drinking side. I just wanted everyone else to have a good time. Do you know what I mean? So that was another yeah. way for me to keep plugging in and dumping energy out, but I wasn't recycling energy until later in my life when I learned how to be more conscious of the energy that I was pol polarizing out with vi raising vibrations. I wasn't putting it back into me. Yeah couldn't figure that piece out. Can you talk about that? I guess maybe some ways for people to go, you know, I put all this work in and in a relationship, I put all this stuff into the relationship and I give, 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 give. And people just keep giving their whole life, but they're not, they're, they're not conscious of the energy they're transferring and they're giving too much and they're not getting anything back. Yeah. So I think this is really prevalent, especially for empaths and mm -hmm. a lot of women are empathic just as a, as a general rule. So it's, it's just a part of this sort of spiritual path and journey that I think is so interesting is we, we all as souls go through this learning process. So just like we grow up as, as mm -hmm. children into adults, this is happening on a soul level. And the, the final step right before actualization, where we can really kind of become our full, fully realized self is the martyr pattern, um, mm -hmm. which is I have to sacrifice myself to help others. And it's, it's an illusion because we don't need to sacrifice ourselves to help others. In fact, if we're doing that, there's, there's an element which is not of the light because it can be a win-win. Like we can help others and be amazing. But if there is this, this process that happens as we develop as a soul, you know, we initially are usually really focused on ourselves. We're like, you know, we'll take, we'll steal, we'll do whatever to like get what we want. And then we through karma are like, oh wait, that's not good. And then we tend to focus more on others. And then there becomes this balance of like, oh wait. Tug of war. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be this either or. And so if you're in that pattern, it means on some level you're still struggling with that belief of like, oh, 
we can all be amazing. And that's, that's the light, that's the spiritual truth is there's enough for all of us. So this, any idea of lack is false. Yeah. I did a channeled message from Nikola Tesla. He's an amazing soul. And he gave me this message that I thought was so powerful, which is that when we're in that lack space, it's an illusion. He said, most people are trying to get their piece of the pie. Yeah. When there's an infinite number of pies, like, right. Mm. There can always be more pie who can always make more pie. It's, you know, it's, and so whenever you're caught up in that um, martyr paradigm, and, and most people in this lifetime that are listening to this are probably not literally being martyred. I mean, that is a thing where people literally sacrifice themselves. Um, in, in this case, they're probably energetically martyring themselves, where they're yeah. like sacrificing their energy in order to help others. If you're in that, just know that it's not the case. Ask your angels and spirit guides for help shifting that belief and pattern, and then start really paying attention to how you feel good, you know, where you don't feel good. But one key to that is learning to heal, clear, release the energy from others that you've taken in. Because one okay. of the reasons empaths are usually in that pattern is because it get, because they've taken on that energy. They're trying to help that other person feel better to make themselves feel better. And mm -hmm. instead, just release the energy. And then you can just really know how you actually feel and focus on shifting that yourself and yeah. having those boundaries. That those, those That's the biggest thing is boundaries. I yeah. wasn't, I wasn't, and I know a lot of people suffer from this. I felt like I was giving everything else in my business life because I transferred me making everyone else feel good to, okay, how do I make money? And so then I got bought into the identity of being successful, right? That's an illusion. Like money isn't real. Nothing is real. Nothing is real. Suffering isn't real. It's all, everything's bullshit. It's all an illusion. <laughs> the only thing that matters is right now, right now. That's it. That's the only thing that matters. So when you're, when you're going through that and I was going, I was getting to a certain like area of my life. I was like, I just feel like I'm giving the rest of my, like what matters to me the most, what's left after my day. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, how can I rechannel some of this and then learn how to tap, tap into other energy sources for me to recycle that energy. So that way I'm not, I don't think about work-life balance anymore. There's, there's no balance. Just, just my life. This is what I do. Yeah. And if you enjoy what you do, it's like, I love what I do, you mm -hmm. know, and, and I, I thank you. And so, you know, I can work a lot of hours and not feel drained because I, I am, a, a, you know, really loving it. And, and I have lived the other path, you know, the, the sort of, you know, oh got a nose to the grindstone, exhausted, you know, went to school full time, worked full time. Um, and, and just to give people a background, I worked in government and politics, yeah. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it's like kind of hilarious. Like when I became a psychic, it was almost like I got a sex change operation or something in terms of how drastic, you know, literally like to go from being in government and politics to like being a psychic is like, they're like so, so different. But I worked that, that very structured, very like hard work, you know, paradigm and I burned out, I burned myself yeah. out. And that's Same. part of why I had, you know, all those health issues. It was also about me being out of alignment. But the thing is now I can like kind of work a lot of hours, but I love it. So in that, a lot of ways, it doesn't feel like work and it's just this, you know, whatever I want to consciously create in this lifetime. So we all can have that. And I, I think a lot of people really struggle with this belief of that is possible. And, and yeah. so they end up working really hard and struggling because that's what they think they should have. And I, I heard something recently, which I thought was very powerful, that our beliefs are just agreements we have re with reality. Oh, yes. I've heard this. Where did, where did I've, I've heard this from it's somewhere. Just, I think I, it was, 
I think it was a psychic. Was it Dolores? It was what, maybe Dolores. Can't, I can't remember. It's one of the, these psychics so, that write these books. Well, yeah, we're obviously tuned into whatever station that is. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I've heard that. I love that. Yeah. But I, I, when I read that, I was like, bam, yes, because we can just be like, wow, I don't agree with that. And, mm -hmm. and literally, once you figure out how to reprogram, then everything that comes to you changes. And it's a profound shift, but we have to believe that. And, and I, like you, like ever since I was little, I'm like, I'm going to be super successful. And, and I didn't know how I was going to get there, but I was like, I'm going to have lots of money. I'm going to be, you know, just like, I'm going to have this amazing life. And I remember, uh, you know, I was young and I, I didn't really know much about how people thought. And so I would tell people, and I think people just thought I was crazy or Looney Tunes had, you know, had in the clouds, whatever. And I'm like, because their agreement with reality was different than mine. And, and, and because I'm an empath, I kind of absorb their agreement and I had to then work on, you know, <laughs> clearing all that. So if you have that belief in yourself, then just know that it's possible. And a lot of that is about boundaries and shifting and releasing those who aren't having those same perspectives as you do or beliefs. I'm going to, I'm going to probably, and the reason why I'm open to having this part of the conversation real quick, because you, you have so much knowledge on this particular topic and I want to pick your brain. And also I want to kind of throw it out there to make sure I'm not going crazy. Okay. So you know how like they say the good die young. Okay. And yeah, of course there's traumatic events, and there, but I think everyone has their own destiny and their own path, their own journey and for certain things. I believe, and this is my belief that when you do pass over, okay, you just have something else to do. You're, you're not, you, you know what I mean? Like, there's, I'm not, I'm just leaving this existence, this world, this phase of my journey, then going in doing something else and then going back into different energy source or whatever I'm doing and maybe different lives. <laughs> I don't know, but I believe it. it it's kind of like you pass the test. It's kind of like you playing a video game, right? Like, dun, 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 like playing Conjure or some shit and you get to another level and it's like, boosh, no one knows when it's going to happen. And then you're off into another existence. Like, Am I losing my mind? But this is some <laughs> of the things that I've, this is some of the things that, that speak to me when I'm going through my meditation. I, I feel that I'm like, I used to kind of like shy away from it. Cause I like, okay, maybe that one, maybe I'm losing my mind a little bit, but I, I just, I feel like intuitively that you're here for a, a certain amount of time and you don't know when that is. And you don't know when it's going to be enough for you to break through the other, the other side. That's how I kind of feel, but what what's your thoughts on this? I haven't even communicated this to any individual before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is this is stuff that a lot of people, you know, aren't thinking about. So I think that can be the case, like what you described, mm -hmm. where it's just that person's maybe accomplished whatever they came here to do, and yeah, they have other things to do on the other side, and maybe another incarnation to go into. Um, from my perspective, we can have uh, multiple incarnations at a time, and also time is not okay. necessarily linear in the way that we think. And older souls will often have multiple incarnations at a time, whereas younger souls maybe just have one or a couple. So very much like, you know, when you're a kid and, you know, little, you know, you're just in preschool or you're just in kindergarten, then you get to college, you're taking a lot of classes at once. So like a different lifetime could be in a way like a different course. So as you develop okay. as a soul, you have more that you're doing. So when your life ends, it could be like, yep, that time, whatever you came here to do is complete. And it's time to just kind of go, go on to the other side. And then the other thing that can happen is that we're just learning something that, um, you know, through that process of, of death, we, and, and what led to the death that there's a part of learning happening there. So 
for example, um, overdoses or people that are struggling uh, with drugs, it's not necessarily that they had to die at that moment, um, but there was a lesson involved with that. Right. And generally speaking, those that are struggling with addiction are trying to learn how to have better boundaries and yes. don't know how to do that yet. And and drugs are a coping mechanism. So when we're having something that's unpleasant, a lot of times people will, will turn to drugs to try to feel better. And in the short term, you feel better, but of course, long term, it actually creates you know other issues. So that's an example where, it, and it, it, you know, they they learn through that death and process. Oh, this is what happens. And then when you go to the other side, you have this like life review process, and you see, you know, what would have happened if you'd made different choices. Okay. And Got so, it. It, you know, the thing is, we generally forget when we are incarnated, but we have this soul memory that remembers at least something. But the the older you get as a soul, the more you remember. So I remember a lot of my past life. Like I remember, like I've I've never been. Um, attempted with drugs because one of my last lifetimes, um, I was in, you know, quite into drugs and my life partner in that lifetime overdosed and died. And it was devastating for me. Mm. And I remember that. So I'm just like, yep, don't want to go there. Like, and that's not to say that everyone who, uh, experiences drugs, you know, has that path or that experience. But for me, I've, I've experienced where it can go. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to go right. there. You know, it's kind of so like we, you got to, you, you felt the other side of it and you see the, the obviously, right what could potentially happen over time you you touched on something I've, I've actually heard this from a past relationship like you've lived multiple lives already and yeah, i believe so, i have yeah and i've even heard even when i was a kid i had an old soul i thought that came from my grandparents being a little bit more on the elderly side when i was born um they were you know pretty much retired my, my grandmother my granny she still drove a school bus for a little while and retired when i i still have memories of that. But those are two souls that made such an impact in my life. And they're still, I feel them around me. I don't know, maybe it's just because I've been going through a lot in my personal life. And when I mean by going through a lot, going through levels, like it's been, I'm living a blessed life. Like a, I, I'm so, I'm, I'm infatuated with my life. I love my life. <laughs> but the biggest side of my life that I want to, but I, I I'm trusting the universe. It's get, it's coming to me that time. I'm not really attached to when it's going to happen. If that makes sense. I'm just trusting that if I keep putting in the work and keep putting in, putting and putting in that grind and shedding layers, then when that time comes, it's going to be the right time for me at that moment. And I'm not sure when it's going to be with my daughter. Right. So that's the whole process that I'm, I'm not really, that's when I had my panic attack. Mm, yeah. I was trying to control the narrative. I was trying to tr control the outcome and the time of the outcome. And I couldn't control that time. So internally I was suffering and it was just a constant battle. I was battling myself because I, I was doing so much work, but I wasn't really eating my dog food all the way. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of like you get there and you're like, okay, I know enough knowledge. And then that's something I wanted to ask you. Is it you? Do you ever get to a point, or have you ever got to a certain point? Now I have this knowledge. Do you ever take a day off, or you ever take some time off to kind of shy away from it because you know that your your ten percent, like you, is probably better than the other ninety nine point nine percent. Like, how hard are you on that? I make sure I understand. So do I take a break from just yeah, putting, yeah, putting, well, yes, leaning into being a little bit more intuitive and, and feeling, oh, that, yeah, not shying away from it. 
Well, I mean, I think the psychic abilities is something that I always am accessing, but okay. at the same time, I'm not full on all the time. Like it's kind of like running a marathon all the time. Like it's exhausting, you know? So I, right. when I'm working with clients and, and whatnot, I, I'm fully focused into that world. And then, you know, the rest of the time I I'm using it to a degree, but it's not like as fully on as when I'm working. So yeah, I have to take some time where I'm just, kind of being relaxing but that said I'm always getting intuitive psychic messages and I'm very telepathic actually so it's very common where you know I'm having conversations with someone I just answer their unasked question like it's just it's not 100%. even something I'm consciously aware of it's just like it's just such a part of how I am but mm -hmm. I'm not fully focused on it all the time because that would just be exhausting like we still need some time to rest and also integrate and just you know watch Netflix or, <laughs> or whatever right um, just for just for fun I don't watch a lot of mindless entertainment, but when I do watch mindless entertainment, it's something funny. Maybe it's just a, a, a feeling that made me past life that I was just, I, I love comedy. I love the laugh mm -hmm. and it's my way of, it's my way of recharging my batteries, I, but like watching other things, like it just sucks more energy out of me. Cause I, I didn't know how to transfer that energy and it keep, all comes back to that. I just, then I would, then I came to that realization that I had energy parasites were sucking the life out of me, just sucking the life out of me. And I was like, this is the problem. And it's been yeah. there the whole time. I just couldn't see it because I was standing too close to it. Yeah, this is a big thing that happens. So it's important when you're engaging with whatever that you pay attention to how you feel. Do you feel mm -hmm. good during and after or do you feel drained, exhausted? And there are situations where you can feel good in the moment and afterwards you feel exhausted and that's telling oh, you shit. something yeah. too. So that, for example, um, drink, I used to be a heavy drinker. That was one of those moments where it'd be like, okay, I feel great. And then, but then there's like this energy sacrifice afterwards. Like, so it doesn't, you know, you can feel good in the moment and afterwards. Um, I'll, I'll give the analogy of the Netflix queue. This is something that the angels gave to me. So we're talking about consuming entertainment, pay attention to how you feel when you're consuming the entertainment, but life is also like that. Whatever we engage with, there's this kind of universal algorithm that sends us more of that. So yeah. really be cognizant of what we're connecting and engaging with and making sure that it's what we actually want to bring in further wow. into our lives. So in my case, I watch things that, yeah, I like, I feel fun. You know, I love comedy as well. Um, one of the shows I've started watching is the history of, of curse words. It's pretty funny on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. I do have it pinned. I do have it pinned to watch it. <laughs> so I like that. But also because I'm just like, I love supernatural shows. So I love mm -hmm. watching because like, that's my world. And it's it's fun to see that depicted. And so it's just a fun thing for me to watch. But yeah, just really paying attention to that. And most people aren't doing that. And a lot of empaths, they get confused because they'll be watching something that feeds an a entity like one of these you know kind of parasite feeders and that parasite feels good and so they kind of feel good at the same time like so yeah, it's weird this is like it's, it's a weird feeling i know exactly what you're talking about go ahead please. yeah and and so then, then they get confused they're like well i like that and it's like do you or are you just empathically feeling what that parasite is feeling and and this is like if you have physical actual parasites you get cravings of what they want too i mean so they and by the way, if you have energy parasites, you probably have physical parasites and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So yes. something to think about, we have an epidemic of people having undiagnosed parasites in the world right now. That's crazy. Talk a little about that. What does that mean? So physical parasites, worms, you know, different amoebas yeah. and things. That, and, and, you know, you know, there's an expression to be alive is to have parasites. I mean, to a degree, you know, 
it's a part of the system, but there are ones that can be pretty massive that are, uh, mm -hmm. you know, definitely you want to take care of those. So uh, it was interesting because at, there was a time in my life where I, I hit a wall where I felt like I should have more energy. Like I took really good care of myself. I eat really well. I, you know, do all the things and uh, should have had more energy. And I was also hitting a wall in, in terms of not progressing in my life where I wanted to go. Okay. And and I was struggling with both parasitic relationships and apparently actual parasites. And the thing about hosting a podcast is great. I often get someone sent to me for my podcast. That's for me. It's for my audience too. But like, so I got referred from another podcast host, this parasite expert. And I was like, sure, you know, it's a health show, you know, come on the show. So he's describing all these things. And I was like, oh my God, I think I have parasites. And so he sent me some of his supplements, his line of supplements, and I tried them. And oh my God, like, Here's the thing. I've been going to doctors and I've been going to alternative practitioners. Like at no point did someone be like, I think you have parasites. Um, and so I was still by most standards, like very healthy. Mm -hmm. um, but I started to take these supplements and I know this is kind of gross, but guys, I had massive like tapeworms amongst other things. Wow. And like uh, one of them that I cleared was like an inch and a half wide. What? Like the width. That yes. So all that was in my body and I always had digestive problems and I was like, well, no wonder. So if you're struggling with emotional parasites, like emotional, you know, relationships, check out to see if you have physical parasites because they wow. go hand in hand. You know, it's like, again, that universal Netflix cue when we have emotionally parasitic relationships. It, it, it's also opening for us to have physical parasites and vice versa. And you can, you can address one with the other. So like, I've literally had moments where I released an unhealthy relationship and then I just, my body just cleared physical parasites right afterwards. Right. Like fascinating. Right. I, um, when I was going through what I was going through and it wasn't the per other, um, my past previous relationship wasn't it. She was, was all bad. You know, it was just not the right, it wasn't the right synergy and it wasn't the right energy of transferring it back and forth. The, the intentions I believe were pure on both sides when it, 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 it completely in an alignment. But you mentioned something about the, I literally felt physically ill at the beginning yeah. of last year. I felt physically ill. Like something was going on. And then when that, when I removed myself from that situation, not me, you know, obviously what the times did, right. Moved, I got moved away from it. So for me to kind of lean in and going through my, I guess, start my, the healing process, you're not never going to be healed. You, you're going to be, it's a healing process. You know what I mean? So when I started that journey going down a different path and looking at it a little differently, I started becoming a little bit more, I started feeling a lot better. I gained a little bit of weight previously before that. You know, call it like relationship weight, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think. I don't know. But I've never been like a unhealthy, if that makes sense. I've always been a really physical fit like individual. So when I got, I gained a little bit of weight, I thought maybe it's just I was working as hard as I was working at that time. Um, but then, you know, when I, everything sort of like, when I started getting back in alignment and being more conscious of the energy and how I transfer energy, especially into people and realizing, okay, I got to have those boundaries right there because I can't just keep giving, 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 giving. I have to give myself, you know, and, and getting plugged back into that. When I started doing that, I started feeling a lot better and lighter. Like I was like, damn, I felt like I was like, I was carrying so much weight on me, not physically weight, like felt like it just on me. Yeah. Like I literally felt like, um, and that's something I wanted to ask you, you know, you have different, like, you know, if you're seeing ghosts, you're seeing energies, you're seeing things maybe demons, 
you feel like if, I've heard someone once say this in a documentary, they felt like someone was laying on top of them. Oh, sure. Yeah, I've had that. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I know that we you know, want to be conscious at the time. And I know that's, a, I didn't know that. I know this conversation is going to be phenomenal for the listeners. And for the listeners that are lost right now, okay, I apologize. I'm just trying to, just trying to make sure that I'm picking the brain of someone that really is so aware of this. But when someone's like, you feel like something's laying on top of you and it's not a good energy at all. And it's like an energy, pretty much a parasite, but that's actually a physical, maybe it could be a ghost or a demon or something laying on top of you. Like, yeah. What is, that, what is that kind of, what is that experience like that for you? Yeah. So when I was little, before I learned about how to have boundaries and, and the spiritual realm and how it worked, I was just experiencing these things. I struggled with seeing and sensing these beings, but also a lot of these beings uh, literally interacting with me and my energy field, like you're talking about laying on you. Um, so night terrors or sleep paralysis, something else that's talked about. And from my perspective, it's like sleep paralysis is usually there's actually a being kind of keeping you from moving versus it being just a medical thing. I mean, I think there may be a medical aspect to it, but that's happening. But I, I, one of the most terrifying things that I experienced was different beings trying to take over my body, like possession, basically, like it never were successful, but it was attempted many, many times. And this could be a ghost or it could be a non human entity. And really what this comes down to is energetic and spiritual boundaries. And if you're struggling with this, it's important to learn how to develop these boundaries. You know, this is not something we're taught. This is something I'm very passionate about. Uh, I basically, psychically, spiritually, it was like, I didn't even, it's not that I didn't have a door on my house. It's like, I didn't even have a house. It was just like anything, come on in, you know, we, it just, right. there was no, there was know. nothing there. It was open game. Yeah. Your exactly. game. Yeah. Come get and, me. Exactly. And psychic people, older souls, we have a lot of light. And so that's like attracts these beings. And so I just didn't know to be like, oh, how do I control or you know prevent what what I don't want to come in? And so it was just like a playing field for them of like feeding on my energy. Oh, and my sister was just talking about this. I love this. My sister is just talking about this. And my brother-in-law, he's been studying on this particular topic. He goes, what you two are just because it comes from your older sister that passed away. And you were given that gift of that type of light and you're, you're able to experience it and having that ability. Yeah. And people are just, and that's the same thing has happened in my life and my sister's life previously before she got remarried that she was just an open, open playing field. Like yeah. come get me, hurt me. Yeah, exactly. And so if you're experiencing this psychically, spiritually, where you're struggling with sleep paralysis, really bad nightmares, um, night terrors, you know, uh, mm -hmm. then it means you need stronger yeah. spiritual boundaries. And of course, these spiritual boundaries do relate to our, our human, you know, live relationships as well. You know, there's a, there's a correlation. So as you strengthen your human relate boundaries in your human relationships, it helps the spiritual and vice versa. Yes. So the first thing is, I, yeah, I love it. Exactly. Yeah. They, they uh, interplay. So the importance of, first of all, developing awareness, setting your attention of like, oh, I only want beings that are helpful to, to be in my energy field or whatever. I'm a big fan of, as we talked about the angels, Archangel Michael is a wonderful angel specifically to call on for psychic and spiritual protection and energy boundaries. So I recommend before you go to sleep at night, asking for him to watch over you and your, your space, your body, your energy field. And then if there's something coming in that doesn't feel good, ask for clearing and protection from that. 
And, and if you're if you're struggling or you want to learn how to do that better, that's one of the things that I teach. Like I teach psychic development and training. And I also do um, clearings for people that are, are struggling, at least in the, in the beginning, for how to handle this. Uh, another thing that you touched on that I, I want to bring up is weight and what that means on a spiritual energetic level. So um, weight is an is an energetic protection. Okay. It's it's like when we are gaining weight, especially if we're if we're not changing our physical habits, like we're not like massively eating or you know whatever. Mm. And sometimes even if we are, it can still be that same reason. But it's basically our our body trying to protect ourselves from some kind of toxic energy or, or heavy energy. And so, for example, when I was in my unhealthy marriage, I was I was doing all the things. I was like counting my calories and exercising. And I just could not lose this weight. Yeah. I, gained, I had gained about 50 pounds, you know, so I was 50 pounds heavier than I am now. And I just, I had never been a heavy person. So I was like, what is, you know, and then as soon as I left my ex, I immediately lost about 35 pounds, like without yeah. trying. It was literally like, it was like, that's what was holding. This is COVID time. Like I was not like I have yeah. a gym to go to. I dropped, yeah. I dropped about 30, about 30 to 35 pounds ish. Like yeah. just it fell off me. Right. So this is, this is really important to just understand that interplay between wow. the energy and the physical. And a lot of empaths struggle with this where they don't, of course, they don't realize that's what's happening. They may eat and then they gain the weight or it may just be like, literally it just kind of happens, you know, with, oh, I was no eating, I had some bad eating habits. I, I, it was, yeah. I, I did play into that. I mean, I had some bad eat, eating habits. I'll yeah. work 18, 20 hours and then eat like freaking five cheeseburgers and not eat all day and then eat later. You know what I mean? And then eat a lot. So yeah. I, I did play into that. No, not really exercising as much. But you mentioned like I wasn't like a, even when after everything ended, I started leaning into a lot of the growth and a lot of the adversity. I started leaning in all of that. It just fell off. It wasn't like I was doing anything crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So this happens when you energetically release that heavy stuff. Your body is just like, oh, I can release the theory because fat is like a protection. And there's some interesting kind of physical elements of that. So um, fat is where we store our toxins. So mm -hmm. if we have too many toxins, they need a place to go. Fat yeah. is a safe way for them to be stored in the body so that they're not like in our organs or in our brain or places where it's even worse for our body. And then when we release the toxins, we can release the fat. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of heavy metals are toxins. And I, I got this information when I was communicating with a, another very psychic friends where heavy metals when we're in toxic situations can act as like a kind of shield for us like okay. armor in our body but of course yeah we can go into battle and we can have armor and be somewhat safe but isn't the best thing not to battle and then you don't need the armor mm -hmm. right so when you're, we I feel your spirit is like a you're like a warrior spirit I, I am like, I've had a lot of past lives as literally, I almost went into the military myself. Like I thought about it. I, I definitely had an allure I and I, you. Yeah. yeah, I have like that, um, masculine, like warrior energy is something mm -hmm. I'm very familiar with. And now my soul is like trying to learn like, Oh, but you don't have to fight all the time. And sometimes the most, Oh my gosh, effective oh my God. Thing is not to have to fight. And what's funny is like, okay, I know I look very female, like, you know, I don't know yeah. if you're just listening. I'm, I'm very feminine in terms of, of my appearance, but Growing up, I would always, it would be like me and like 12 guys, me and 20 guys. Like it was always like me and a bunch mm -hmm. of men. I feel because like that's where I'm definitely My comfortable gosh. and I'm trying to learn to tap into that more feminine aspect and not have to battle, be aggressive and everything all the time. I, I truly believe that everything does happen for a reason. 
I just was talking about this in a, in another interview, and I'm now starting to go in a bunch of interviews. I'm promoting Winjack Studios, me going like I guess a pod tour or something. So, and she's a psychologist, a PhD, and she was asking questions. And my whole life, I've been just a warrior. Like I've been a fighter my whole life. My mom's, you know, she's beat cancer, two back, um, eight back surgeries, has a pump inside of her body so she's able to walk around. You know, right. she was adopted twice. My dad working two to three jobs his whole life to be able to provide because right. my sisters care. You know, I've been I've been fighting my whole life. Like I'm I was raised around fighters, like a real strong Italian family. You know what I mean? So it's like, but now all I've ever done, I'm just searching for peace now. It's I'm exhausting to peace. fight all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's tiring. It's tiring, you know. I but yeah. I'm but how I'm able to, I guess that I'm able to maybe be a little bit more impressionable to it of, of seeking that peace. Cause I have the right boundaries there now in place where I'm able to relax. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think it's something that we all go through as a process and, and I think it's important to learn our own power and learn what we can, but, but there's so many different ways to have power and to create. And mm -hmm. if we have to battle, that's not always the most aligned place for our soul. And there's also, usually a way that we can create the same outcome without the physical fight might, you know, energy. And, and as a, as a planet, as a, you know, people we're really working on shifting into, into that more feminine cooperative energy and out of that, um, that there has to be like a, you know, conflict in order yes. to, to you know, have a, a, an outcome there. I, I was actually at this talk and it was such a powerful thing. Um, they said, everyone grab a partner and then uh, arm wrestle each other. And and this was a really important one for me. Cause like when I was young, I loved to arm wrestle and I'm like, I, I don't necessarily it's, look I, like, I can see that. I can see yeah, that. I, I, it's funny. I don't necessarily look that strong, but I'm actually very physically strong. And I, I would be guys like huge guys arm wrestling all the time. And of course, they would be like terribly embarrassed. I'm like, don't be embarrassed. I'm really strong, you know. But <laughs> I'm anyway, gonna lose to a girl. Yeah, 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 and a smaller girl at that. But so they said, grab a partner, and then you 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 get a dollar for every time you you go down. And so everyone grabbed arms, you know, linked arms, and everyone's like battling it out. And then she's like, how many you know people won? And the people would say how many times or whatever. And then she's like, and how many people figured out they could just go back and forth, and everyone would each get a dollar. Oh wow! And it was like. Right. Cause it wasn't, we're, we're so trained to be in this oppositional fighting perspective that we don't even think like, wait a minute, do we have to fight? Is this something that really is in our interest? So this is, I think so important for us to, we're, we're as a people, we're, we're learning to reframe, but this, this aggressive combative programming is so strong and it's, it's really fighting now to, to keep that hold. And behind that are a lot of these entities that we talked about that really, you know, they feed on that combative pain, struggle energy, and they don't want to let go. So, so there is literally that kind of battle happening, trying to hold on. And you see that in politics and, you know, in a yeah. lot of other areas happening right now, but the more we can just be like, wait, do I really need to like, do that? Back, why is it, why is it? I mean, cause now it's just, it's gotten to the extreme. It's the extreme now yeah. because they're giving them something else to like look forward to or what's happening in the world today. So you see so much hate, and, you know, obviously with, you know, with technology has allowed me to be in China and fly to America and vice versa and going to all these different and all these different cultures and interracial relationships. It, and it, what it is, they're, they're scared. It, when, 
all that hate and everything stems from fear. And people don't understand a lot of this. You just don't understand the culture and the, and the inner dialogue. You don't understand it. So that's why you're upset and mad. So when you can't communicate properly and understanding what the other person is going through and putting yourself in their shoes or in their body and the true essence of them, then you're not going to really fully understand them. And knowing you don't need to, why do we need to fight? I've been, but I yeah. learned that so much now that I'm like, well, shit. I, was like, I don't even know what I was fighting. I feel like I was fighting myself though, I guess, in a sense. Yeah. And I think so much of this comes, it comes from fear and it also comes from this polarity perspective of like either this or it's this there's a graphic i saw a while ago that was so great and and it showed um like a a square and a circle from different perspectives and like you know that like from this perspective this literally geometric shape looks like a circle and from this other perspective it looks like a square and both are true so just because one one thing is true doesn't mean that the other thing is false but that's that's how we're acting in the world right now is like i'm right and you're wrong instead of like well actually can't they both be true in Mm. different ways or from different perspectives and the more we start to understand that holistic perspective the less conflict there will be because Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be you know this polarity or this oppositional approach and perspective on the world I love that when you, it's just a different perspective. That's all it is. Just you're, you're talking about you because you have, there's three different conversations that go on when you're having a conversation. You know, you got the point of view conversation is from your point of view. You have the emotional conversation, talk a lot about their ego, right? Yeah. And that ties into the ego. And it, those two play into those because your emotion people, they don't understand the difference between their emotions and their ego. They don't know the difference. So when they're having a conversation or they're trying to communicate, they're communicating from their point of view. And then they don't understand why their ego, some people are huge. I struggle with this. I was very egotistical. So that's what tends to happen when you're a fighter. You're very egotistical, like fight, fight or freeze, fornicate, you know, whatever. Right. So you, I get in that type of way of looking at it. I just learned how to keep the ego busy on certain areas. He's just busy. That's a bad motherfucker though. You know what I mean? (laughs) He's a bad, but I keep him busy on a puzzle that he can't figure out. I just got to keep, I know how to, I know how to play those three sides of me and know how to get to where I need to get to. But that's just understanding yourself. Um, The Greeks had the the sayings like know thyself, but the the whole, the funny story behind everything, it's an illusion. No one knows who the fuck they are. You know, you're, you're, it's a constant, it's a, it's an evolution, it's a cycle. You're going to more discover things about yourself every single day. Like, oh, I know exactly who I am. Yeah. Today. <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> might be a different story for you so I, I could talk to you for hours and i think that we're gonna have to keep going back and forth on y'all go on your show much i've yeah i can literally I talk to you forever i can literally talk to you forever i'm just I I'm, but i know that we had even touched on a couple other things with the celebrity stuff and i know that you know obviously that's what you have done is people have seen this on tv and, and a lot of stuff that you've done with the celebrity things and really tapping into the other side and and other spirits who kind of like speaking to you and, you know, we can kind of like go through that, but I know that you do coach people and help people kind of tap into the intuitive side of themselves and listening more to their, their inner self and being a little bit more, I guess, impressionable and a little bit open to being tapping into other way of thinking, but how can our listeners find more about you, which is kind of hard these days because <laughs> you're everywhere. 
but how can they, I guess the podcast or what are some, what are some things you want me to point them in the direction? So that way they don't get so can overwhelmed with all the content that you have. Cause there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. So my podcast healing powers podcast. So again, tied in with my last name powers mm-hmm. uh, is where I share a lot of these things and have these deep conversations just like we're having. And then my website, healingpowers.net is where you can find out how to work with me on the services page. So I do private readings. I teach classes. I do um, private psychic training and, and group classes and really passionate about that. And interestingly, I work a lot with entrepreneurs and business mm-hmm. leaders in the psychic realm. So meaning uh, either training them how to tap into their intuition better and also like using my abilities for business, which is something a lot of people don't think of. They tend to think of as like, you know, there's your spiritual life and then there's your business. And I'm like, yeah, but like business and money, you can't get much more spiritual than that. All those 100%. things show up there. Yeah. So it's a wonderful mm-hmm. area to do that work. So yeah, just, uh, you know, feel free to reach out to me there. And then I'm on social media, uh, Instagram at Laura Powers 44. I'm pretty active there and on Facebook at Healing Powers as well. Mm-hmm. And just for the listeners, that 44 isn't like her her age. 44 <laughs> is, an angel, is an angel number, okay? Just for yes, people to yes. understand that. 44. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's an angel number. So yeah, that's a really great thing to bring up. Yeah, I wasn't just like, or my year, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was funny, the person that connected, just, just a little shout out to Adam before we go. I know that, you know, he's the person that connected us. And that's another spirit. It's just a beautiful soul inside and out, mm-hmm. man. He's just He's just a great person. So Adam, if you're listening to this, man, I, I love you, brother. You're, you're awesome. He we introduced, I think he introduced us on IG or something. I think it was on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, because I saw yeah. your handle and I knew exactly what it was. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, except my, my other um IG got compromised, the Chris Ross account got comp I got hacked. No, I was like, what that's the terrible. So, anyways, <laughs> I got Instagram, they're working on all that stuff. So, but that's why I have the win-win effect up in the podcast show one. But anything else you need from me, just please let me know. I'm an open book. If you come onto the show, you're a, you're a friend for life for me. Um, and anything you need from me for, and if something you get to a little, I guess, a little telepathic and you kind of like a read my mind on certain areas and you go, <laughs> and you think of me and you go, okay, well, I, let's have a comment. Let me reach out to Chris. Something's going on. So feel free to always open. I'm an open book. You know that. Thank you. Yeah, it goes both ways. It's really been a pleasure. And and it's really great to connect with someone who is, you know, very aware of all this stuff and, and very successful. This is part of what I, I'm being guided to share more of on my platform is that, look, we can be spiritual, you know, energetically aware and financially and materially successful because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are in this paradigm of either or, you know. Mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. be spiritual or I can be successful. And it's like, no, this is that win-win. Like we don't have to sacrifice ourselves. We can all be amazing. <laughs> so thank you for helping yeah. to demonstrate that. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're quite welcome. I mean, the pleasure's all mine. I, that's where the name comes from. Everyone thinks like, oh, it's a win-win. It's a metholo- methodology of sales. Like, no, 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 no. It's the win-win. <laughs> of, it's the effect of the win-win and mm-hmm. having and understanding both those energies and understanding both intentions, right? So and you're hundred percent correct. There's a, there's a big, huge misconception out there in the world right now that you need to live in a box, you know, and having, you know, the people that, you know, they only have like five pairs of clothing or whatever that might, whatever is going to make you happy. <laughs> yes, yeah. I know that I know that I'm destined for greatness and I owe it to myself and I owe it to everybody that I've ever, have ever come in contact with. Cause I'm going to explore this until the day I die. I'm going to die on E. 
I, I truly believe that in my soul that I'm going to die on E and whatever <laughs> I'm left to give it up to that moment. But yeah, and it's, and it's, this has been a really refreshing conversation. And like I said before, guys, um, you reach out to Laura, like I'm telling you, just consume the crap out of her content. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing stuff. So guys, y'all appreciate it. Be well, be you be great. Thanks again, Laura. Thank you. Thank you.